There are 7.5 billion people on planet Earth, and scientists say you can only make friends with 400 of them. Jacob already has 400 friends, so now he can only talk to strangers. This is a podcast with strangers. Hey, Dallas. Yeah, what's up? Guess what day it is. Uh, is it your birthday? No, no, no. What day of the week is it that we're recording? Oh, <laughs> Wednesday. No, Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck. It's- Fuck. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday, man. There's your, there's your cold open right there. Welcome to a podcast with strangers. Episode, what are we on now, Dallas? Eight? Uh, seven. You're seven. 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 Yeah. <laughs> lucky number seven. Well, they say number eight is uh, is more lucky. Did you know that? In um, Asian countries, the, the number eight is seen as uh, the lucky number because it's sort of like infinity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like so, forever and ever. Yeah, so 78 would be a pretty lucky number. Okay, my name is Jacob Dyer. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Dyer, D-Y-E-R. And also you can find me on Instagram at the Jacob Dyer. I'm joined with my producer, brilliant, brilliant producer, Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I'm really just the editor, actually. Uh, I, when I started thinking about my role, you know, in, in things, it's more like editor. I think you do more producing this than I do, actually. Do you actually think I do more producing than you do? Oh yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, you found all the you found all the people. You uh, did all the interviews. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I headhunt. Well, and and some people may be wondering who do we headhunt? Well, just like name uh, suggests, we talk to strangers. Um, we talk to them about their lives, their passions, their hobbies, their dreams, their nightmares, uh, their phobias, uh, anything that they think is important. We we sort of hand the mic over to them, and, and they they give us some gold sometimes. Bro. I think we need more phobia episodes. That yeah. would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, we've had some great people on. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, we have um, we had a vacuum cleaner enthusiast. We had historians. We had birds, bird scientists. We had a Scottish guy. We've had we've had some great stuff. We had three Furby experts. Mm. Yeah, pretty diverse. Yeah. So if you haven't heard the previous episodes, please. Just go check them out and you'll definitely learn something. Um, so today we've got two different guests, radically different. Uh, we have the White Shadow and we have uh, the writer of a very, very unique book. And I'll leave it there. I won't give you too much because you've got to hang around. You've got to get those retention numbers in, right? Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. So the first interview is with the White Shadow. So let's listen to what the White Shadow has to say. My next guest comes all the way from the west coast of America, and his name is Shadow. Shadow, welcome. What's up, everyone? How you doing, Internet? It's your boy, the White Shadow, in the building. Very awake. It's very not early in the day for me. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, Did you know that you share a name um, with the fictional character? Not the Hedgehog. I know that Shadow the Hedgehog is (laughs) extremely popular. Um, but there's another character called Shadow Moon. Have you heard of that guy? Man, you know, there's a billion of us. As a fictional character, it's one of those things where, you know, you got a game, recognized game. The uh, the original The White Shadow that I'm aware of mm-hmm. would be the uh, high school basketball coach from the 60s or 70s TV show, The White Shadow. I see. I see. But who's this other guy? Not Son- not Sonic's brother, but who'd, who'd you say? Who's this other shadow? So, um, there's an author from the UK called Neil, oh, and I always butcher his surname, Neil Gaiman. Mm, I've mm, heard of Neil mm. Gaiman. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, he's great, right? Um, and he has this fantastic book called American Gods. Oh, yeah. And in it, the main character's name is Shadow Moon. I'm, I won't spoil anything. I think it's a fantastic book. And if any listeners out there have, I need something to read, totally go out and, and read American Gods. Yeah, go check it out. I actually watched the uh, the show. Ah, there you go, yes. But I, I know a lot of people didn't like the show. So I don't know how good a well, recommendation that is. Not to hijack this interview and talk about me for a second, but I thought the book had very evocative language and, and it's just it's just fantastic and the show just couldn't compete. So Shadow, as in the person in this interview, you need to go. You need to get it. I'll check out American Gods. You could think it's about you. You know, you could read it and be like, this is about me. <laughs> that guy better be uh he better be pretty cool. I, I just actually got put onto this anime called Gurren Lagan. Apparently, uh, I remind some people of one of the characters from it. But anything shadow associated or adjacent, I'm there for it, my guy. Excellent. All right, here comes a hard question for you. What is the future of McDonald's? What is the future of McDonald's? Yeah. Before you answer, I'm not asking that because you're American. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering <laughs> where you think what? that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna flip it back on you. Hey, man, let me at Jacob. What do you think the future of fish and chips are? <laughs> <laughs> you think they're well. gonna be around for a while? <laughs> 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 I think the future of McDonald's. I love business and these these sorts of things, right? It's oh, actually, cool. my minor. I'm a business administration minor in university. So, I think McDonald's is gonna continue to just be like the cutting edge of automation. I think it'll eventually just be a place that's oversought by one or two people. Interesting. Where you go in, you you go look at your touchpad and you say, yeah, I'd like my Saweetie meal or whatever, right? I'd like my The White Shadow meal. Um, <laughs> it's, a Mc, it's two McDoubles and a large Coke. Uh, no cheese, no pickles, no mustard. Get that trash out of here. No cheese? Yeah, hey, sorry. Dal- yeah, Dallas is right. What? No cheese? Sorry, let's go back on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, Dallas is, the, Dallas is the best answer. Uh, the best question here. No cheese. What's Listen, going on there? Listen, you got to say no cheese because that American cheese ain't cheese, man. That's an artificial fucking product. That is not. God did not give that to us. Okay, a machine came up with that. That's some fucking matrix food. (laughs) Sorry. You have the touch screen. You have the touch screens, right? We have the touch screens that are the size of a small child. Yeah, they're huge. They're massive. So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be that more so than anything, which is like bold. Bold prediction from the white shadow. Yeah, shadow Dostromus over here. Yeah, we're going to move towards automation. I know. Don't be too shocked. Do you think McDonald's would ever move into um, producing meals with protein made by insects? Listen, man, I will not sleep in the cube. I will not eat the bugs. Okay. (laughs) I'm an American, goddammit. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, when a company like McDonald's adopts artificially grown meat right uh i think that's when it's really going to be becoming more prevalent and socially accepted it's like anything else you know you need the big dog to say hey this is okay now we're doing it yeah mcdonald's is doing it it must be all right well there's a company in england um locally i know of that gets bugs grinds them down and turns them into flour so you can use it in your cooking and apparently it's uh there's more protein per gram and all and yeah, they, they throw all these statistics at you about, you know, protein and, and minerals and vitamins and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I still can't. How'd you feel about it? How, yeah. I was just going to ask you, how do you feel about that? Because oh. as, as much as I love features, there's a certain, there's a certain element of like, um, not losing the trees in the forest. Right. 
right. not losing the forest in the trees where you're like, okay, listen, I get you. I heard that 33% more protein. That's wonderful. I like mm -hmm. numbers and percentages are happy for my little human brain. So I get that, but that's fucking bugs. Like, let's not, yeah. <laughs> let's not get distracted by all these numbers and shit here. Those are bugs. And yeah. I would say, if anything, I kind of wish I was raised in a culture where that wasn't so weird, but I don't know how to separate that wheat from that chaff. I see. Are there any animals that you don't eat? Are you, are you, you practice any faith where you, other animals that you don't eat? I have an answer for that, but I want to know how you feel about the bugs. Well, oh, wow. You're like a, you're like a karate expert. You're judo throwing me around, you know, you're throwing, you're turning stuff around on me when I least expect it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> How do I feel about the bugs? I've eaten bug. We'll be honest. Hold my hands up. I've had ants dipped in chocolate, and I thought it was okay. And I had crickets dipped in soy sauce. And I felt one of their legs touch my throat. So sorry to the <laughs> listeners. So sorry to the <laughs> listeners. Um, I was drinking something. I always think that ants aren't that bad because they're not juicy. But a cricket, I feel like they're probably pretty juicy, aren't they? Well, Angelina Jolie is the celebrity one. She loves, um, she's pushing for everybody to, to eat tarantulas on sticks and scorpions deep fried and all that sort of stuff. See, I feel like I could get behind the crunchy ones. You know, I feel like a tarantula, mm. the legs are probably crunchy. But juicy bugs, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want bug moisture in my throat the gushers is what you're saying yeah the yeah, gushers. <laughs> i think that's that's the that's the idea right like well ants them can be little crunchy bits you know what i'm saying right but uh, <laughs> you bite into a grasshopper that thing's gonna be squirting it's gonna be juicy yeah we don't want heimlich <laughs> from a bug's life we want a hopper from a bug's life. <laughs> God. Yeah. exactly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was just I was just a little curious um, because I actually don't, to answer your next question, mm. I don't eat seafood. If it's from the sea, it ain't for me. Yeah. That shit is fucking gross. I'm with you on that. And those are just giant water bugs. So mm. when people are like anti-bug, I like to G-check them and be like, oh, yeah, how you feel about sea fish, you fucking poser? Mm. You like bugs. You just don't know it. Not me. I think we should Can't stand leave leave neptune's realm leave neptune's realm alone just don't touch the ocean don't touch the tide right don't go near it just leave right. it you know tell them no i agree that's that's the waters per purview yeah. you know what i mean we right. have land animals we got chicken we got whatever you make beef out of we got all these yeah. other things on the land right leave the water for the water shadow can i can i just give you a a, a question out of nowhere you ready for this? One? Brace yourself, yeah, dude. That's my both favorite. hands, both hands in the on the uh, armrests. Brace yourself. I actually literally only have one armrest, but yes, I'll put both hands on the one. All right. Here's your here's your question out of nowhere. Yes, sir. What do you think is the natural habitat of the chicken? The natural habitat of the chicken is yeah. the plains, but they're like yeah. a sub. Uh, they're not a dominant species. Incorrect. Fuck. NA education. What is what is the <laughs> what is the real where chickens be hanging out? Well, that was something that I asked myself, so I did a bit of research. The answer will shock you to quote BuzzFeed. Hit me. Chickens are naturally jungle creatures. Holy shit, really? Yes. Uh, I'm breaking that out at the next party. When we get back to real life, I'm I'm busting out the party. You know motherfucking chickens are actually from the jungle? Correct. That's cool. 
Hey, I, I'm learning all sorts of shit today. You, we should interview more often. <laughs> this is tight. It was also seen as, uh, during the Roman times, it was seen as bad luck if you mistreated them. And there's been records of people being thrown off ships because they were like, oh, who cares about chickens and throwing them off? And then people were like, well, we'll just throw you off. Yeah, Fuck exactly. You. Who cares about humans? <laughs> yeah. Who cares about you? You don't poop out food. I think that would be like the theory, right? It's like we have this animal that produces more food for us and we don't need to rely on uh, Grantulius or whatever the 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 god of grain was. Like You just be cool with the chicken. The chicken will give you more food. You just busted out the name Tullius like it was like it was nothing like it was like we should all know and then you complain about na education but yet you bust out two years jacob listen yeah. sometimes you just got to say things and believe it but not in that order you got to believe it and then say it and other people will believe i have no idea what the fuck the god of green is i just said that and believed it and other than this aside i was ready to just keep it moving there's some there's some history major listening to this right now and they're seething <laughs> just tearing their fucking hair out <laughs> this idiot doesn't know about dionysius <laughs> fists clenched we're gonna get an email through saying can i be interviewed next to set the record straight on the grain god and we're gonna say yes hey listen here my name is steve and i'm the expert on gods and that white shadow guy he's dumb what is that some racist shit like dionysius was clearly the god of wine and he just goes on oh that's that's, that's dionysus not what See, i know okay you've been playing hades too i exactly. just got it it just there came out go. for the console so now i'm thinking of all these greek gods and shit and i'm like dude there's a greek god for literally every there's probably a greek god for wiping your ass it's like oh you got poop on your hand that's what you get for not showing respect to white Pisseus. <laughs> we're off the rails, Dallas. I think we're off. <laughs> you didn't it's warn a him? good thing. It's a good thing. Dallas didn't warn you, huh? Before before you joined this interview, White yeah. Shadow, you said, I'm getting caffeinated and looking at the sun. <laughs> that is actually what I did say, yes. My question is, were you sun gazing? And do you know what that is? Um... Well, listen, you know, I, I feel like I operate off of a principle of you have to act the way you want to be treated, right? Um, if you want to be treated with respect, you got to carry yourself with respect. Does that make sense? Sure. I want to be goddamn president someday. Why not? And staring at the sun is demonstrating the last couple of years as presidential behavior. So I just try to carry myself a certain type of way. <laughs> so are you trying from? to manifest these things. Do you understand? So were you looking directly at the sun? Of course. I'm trying to manifest this future, god damn it. <laughs> what is sun gazing? I have no idea what sun You don't know what sun gazing is. I really don't know. Okay, well there are some people out there, there are some people in the world who believe that by looking at the sun, they will they will receive all the nutrients they need to survive and they don't need to drink or eat food. They can just photosynthesize, to use a scientific word. You know, there's I don't know them. And they, they only exist in theory, but there are people who think I'm not funny or cool. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me when you say that there are people out there who think that they can look at the sun and photosynthesize life energies. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've heard crazier shit. 
I, I, I don't want to be mean because we might have some listeners who do actually sun gaze. But if you if you take a look at the forums oh, yeah. and stuff where people talk about sun gazing, um, there are some people that are saying like, guys, the blue dots in my eyesight aren't going away. And I'm just wondering, just wondering yeah. <laughs> when I can see properly again. It's sad. I do believe, though, uh, you know, I mean, I, the sun has power. You need your vitamin K. B. And I believe the um, that shit, when you're percolating your pineal gland, that is the sound of the sun. That's the sun. That's the, the sound the sun makes. Um, what, what is what is percolating the pineal, pineal gland? <laughs> wow, Steve's going to get pissed if I give away the secrets. In a, in, a, in a roundabout way, what would be percolating the pineal gland? So explain, explain it like I'm five. Your pineal gland is like your third eye. It's in between <laughs> your two eyeballs. I'm going to make it through this without cracking. Uh, it's somewhere. It's like in the middle of your forehead, but in the, it's in between your eyebrows in the middle of your forehead and the middle of your eyes. If you want to triangulate it. Um, right. Now when you go, mm, um, if you're getting the right, like reverberancies and the right frequencies, right, you're going to mm. be making this vibration happen near your pineal gland. And the idea is in the good book, if you read it, the idea is that you're going to be jumbling all of the, don't ask me which book, I don't know. You're going to be jumbling okay. all that around and um, making sure that your pineal gland is staying percolated. You know what I'm saying? Pinealio. For those, for those writing this down, pineal. It um, pi, the pen, pineal. It's like a pi, pi n e l e l. I am not stopping this interview until we talk about the word reverbering. <laughs> the, rever the reverberancies? <laughs> Those are frequencies that are reverberating. <laughs> you, you know, you are you are like the guy, um, who in an action film. The action hero would go and see a scientist, and you would be talking about all the stuff, and then the action action star would reply in English. <laughs> That's you. Listen, the quantum capacitors are all out of whack. The reverberancies are reading off the charts. God damn, I'm not a doctor, Johnson. In English, that kind of thing <laughs> means we're fucked, Bukowski. <laughs> I wish my surname ended in ski. I think it's a really cool for for anyone out there called. Lebronsky, Kowalski. Shout out to you guys. It's a very cool surname. Shout out to all my skis out there. You know what yeah, it is? I think that's a universal sound. You find that in a lot of different languages and a lot of mm. different places throughout yeah. time and space. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Shout out as, as you have been so gracious to join us on this podcast. It's only right to give you a, a free platform for you to promote whatever you see fit be that something for yourself or a charitable cause or maybe well anything anything you want to give a shout out to yeah definitely thanks uh thanks for having me and everyone go watch girthin g-e-a-r-t-h-i-n go watch girthin me and a friend of mine we go online and we do google Earth stuff and we try to make it fun like we had here today and then once you're done with that Go check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash the white shadow. I uh, don't stream all the time, but if you hit the heart button, you can be there for the next one. Throw some funny prompts at me. Hear me say funny words. Wonderful. Can't say better than that, right? I try. Well, I, do my I, think you've, I think you've done that before. I'll be honest. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, this is really cool. When I heard about the, the project and the opportunity, I was like, fuck yeah, I'd love to do that. So 
Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. for the listeners at home, go check them out, The White Shadow on Twitch and uh, Girthing. That's right. Stay folded, my geniuses. Shay, wait, wait a second. Shout outs to all the Shadow Corp. Salutes to all my geniuses. What up, Fetty Scum Discord? Everybody out there, if you know about the Shadow, you already know. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you out there in the streets. Dallas, I can't talk that. We have to stop. Dallas, I can't talk that. Dallas, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. And if you haven't heard uh, one of our episodes before, well, we do things a little bit differently because we don't actually have uh, a sponsor. It's a little bit embarrassing. It's a little bit humiliating. But no company has approached us and said that uh, they'd like to give us money to be on the podcast it's, it's kind of embarrassing we're thinking of changing it but actually what we've done this week is we've done like a judo throw we've, we've reversed it isn't that right Dallas yeah definitely yeah we produced an advertisement for a small shop in America we we, just, we like the look of them we like what they stand for and we've made them an advert a commercial yeah, we were we worked really hard and hopefully, yeah, you know, hopefully they'll hear this and, you know, maybe they'll throw us some money. Who knows? Maybe. But we, well, I mean, me and Dallas have never been there, but just from their online presence and what we've seen on Google Maps, we, we love, we love them. So I love the front of the store. Yes. Like a really cool storefront, actually. I like. Um, we haven't <laughs> seen pictures of the inside, actually. So, but the oh. the front is beautiful. I like the fact that it's it's near a road. Yeah, it's <laughs> like easy to get to with yeah. a car. Yeah, like what the heck? Yeah, and it's it's on Earth, which is the planet that I am on. Yeah, it's like local. Mm. Yes, yeah, so local. Okay, without further ado, here is our advertisement for Schlieff's Bait Shop. Get on down to East Hill out the drive for Sleep's Bait Shop. 53965. We got everything you need. We got book cap, real seat, hookkeeper, furrow, bindings. We got handles, fishing rod, rubber stoppers, and swivels. If you want to find a lift, cod, haddock, tuna, swordfish, hookfish, crayfish, catfish, get on down to Sleep's Bait Shop down in Wisconsin. 53965, United States. So there we go. That was uh, Sleep's Bait Shop. Um, 1141 East Hiawatha Drive, Wisconsin Dells, uh, Wisconsin 53965. It's a five-star bait shop. Please go check them out. And uh, and, and if somebody from Schlieff's Bait Shop is listening, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. We did that for free. So Yeah, that's the quality you could expect from yeah. our commercials. Uh, yeah. The rest of you sponsors listening. Yeah, that's it. And if you want something on that level get in touch a strangers a, a strangers a podcast with strangers <laughs> at gmail.com all right our second interview is with jesse yeah yeah that's yeah his name sorry for a moment there i just i had momentary dementia um <laughs> <laughs> it just comes and goes with this micro flash fiction i hope to god i got your name right jesse my next guest comes all the way from Virginia, and his name is Jesse. Jesse, Hi. thank you for coming. Of course. Uh, so I will be honest with you, listener. I don't know Jesse personally, but I do know Jesse from Twitter. And Jesse on Twitter is uh, a provider of something called micro flash fiction. But we're not here to talk about that just yet. Why I'm going to ask Jesse is, what is your favorite Twitter account to follow? I'm a big fan of things that are distractions from the horror of everyday life. 
And uh, I think one of my favorites is called 70s Dinner Party. Interesting. And it's it's uh, photographs of food from a bygone era of culinary history, one that we would never, ever want to revisit. Uh, so <laughs> think uh, Jello salad. Yes. And um, th- these are things that as a, a person from the UK, you will be... They will seem even more insane and foreign to you because um, you have you have no antecedents uh, for them. Uh, so yeah, th- things like um, we're, we're going to make um, a standing rib roast out of hot dogs and fill it full of pineapple. Like it is these are the dreams of madmen. Yeah, uh, put forth in food form. <laughs> I get that. I see. I saw a guy on TikTok who is um, he's taking recipes from the 1930s. And he's in, in, in things like uh, cheesecake made with mashed potatoes and things like that. And he's actually surprised that most of them actually taste good. Like most of them are actually edible, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to a point which goes to show that, I, I don't know, what, what can you extrapolate from that? That maybe we've lost our palates? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I, I think um, food... It's never about just one thing. It's right. about our our understanding of nutrition, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and it's about you know the flavors that we enjoy. But there's also an element of social status that goes into it, yeah. And right. a lot of the the dishes that uh, I think are best remembered from any given time period aren't necessarily the things that people eat day in day out. They're the things you make for Christmas. They're the things you make for somebody's birthday or for for a barbecue. And I think what people find impressive in a given time period is always really interesting. If you uh if you're a fan of the classics, if you look at like Herodotus uh and like the descriptions in in his work of um uh the food in, in ancient Roman times, you know, people would eat things like flamingo tongue. Like oh uh, yeah, that up. Dormouse. Yeah. Dormouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, that is every bit as much about uh, the rarity of the ingredient and the expense and difficulty of preparing it as it is about what that tastes like. I did not expect you to bust out the names of Romans during this podcast, but uh, the previous person that we interviewed was a historian. So people are going to start thinking this podcast is really conscious. <laughs> <we're gonna> <laughs> oh, if you met us, you'd, you'd know that's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, you could always, you know, uh, stick winos in between us so that. Uh, oh yeah, of course. It's like this. This doesn't happen every day. We promise. We promise. <laughs> Is there a Roman meal that you would like to eat? Because you, you, you know, you, you talked about flamingo tongue. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, so a lot of Roman food would not be terribly appealing to me. Mm. Uh, they were big fans of something called garum, which is like their ketchup. It's uh, fermented fish guts. Uh, and uh, it sounds indescribably foul to me. Um, and that was that was ketchup. Well, that was their equivalent. It was it was wow. their most common condiment. Yeah, garum. And uh, yeah, they they put it on absolutely everything. Um, of course, again, I'm talking about like uh, imperial Romans. I'm not talking about you know peasants or of or course slaves. Yes. You know, perhaps perhaps their food would have been more palatable to me. That's so cool. One of the few em- uh, the few emperors who um, retires instead of being murdered is uh, Diocletian. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it just almost nobody gets out of that that line of work uh, with their their skin intact, and he re- 
he retires to um, Croatia and uh, to, to uh, a palace uh, outside of uh, Split, I believe. And uh-huh. um, he, uh, his, his uh, successor asks him for advice. And he writes, you know, basically says, hey, why don't you come back and be emperor again? You were really good at this. And Diocletian writes back, if you could see the cabbages that I am growing right now, you would never <laughs> ask me to come back. <laughs> So they were they were very fond of cabbage, and I enjoyed that. I could, I could get down on Diocletian's cabbage. God bless, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, so I I know Croatia, uh, and I've known it as Split. But I'm guessing it's not called Split. It's it's how you pronounced it. I, I I think I think that's how they pronounce it. I I was only there for maybe four days. Uh, oh, I see. But, well, you've been there uh, more than me. Yeah, um, I've been to I think forty countries. Oh my god, you're getting yeah. through them. You got to make some new ones. I, I I lived in the UK for three years, and what part? Uh, uh, I lived in Reading. Okay, yeah. Which um, everyone I, I thought was charming and lovely, and every time I said that to a person who lived there, they screamed at me. <laughs> uh, I, I think people just don't want to believe that their hometown is nice. For listeners who don't, who want to 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 picture where Reading is on the map, it's just outside of London. Yes. Um, going towards the west, and uh, you, uh, a bit of context is necessary. I'm from a town called Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is the capital of Pennsylvania. You'd think it would be Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, but it's not. Shout out! Shout out to anyone listening yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, in fact, it used to be Philadelphia. We moved it because we were afraid that the British would burn it. You know, we might. Yeah. I, it, I mean, this is <laughs> never seen Twelve. So yeah, it's it totally, it's totally possible, and. The town is uh, on the banks of a river called the Susquehanna that floods periodically, uh, and that's only going to get worse. It's also built on a giant sinkhole that is slowly collapsing, and the town is incredibly broke because we had a corrupt mayor for 20 years Mm. who tried to build a fraudulent museum of the Wild West. Mm. Uh, You may not be familiar with American geography, but... Uh, Harrisburg, you, you can't go much farther east than that. I we see. are as far from the Wild West as America uh, allows you to be. And he spent millions of dollars on fraudulent artifacts that he was laundering through his friends. Uh, he did this for decades. And then he got cancer and died before anyone could charge him with anything. So he got away with it. And so the town is broke and floods periodically and is sinking into the bowels of the earth. That is my standard for what a town looks like. So by comparison, Reading is paradise. Well, shout out to everybody from both Reading and um, <laughs> that town. That Well, I don't even know if we should call it a town. Um, Harrisburg, it has its, it, it has its moments, but it's, um, it's a town with a lot of trouble. Imagine, imagine if Cardiff sank into the ocean and everybody shrugged and said, "Oh, that's fine." Jesse, it sounds like a Sim City save where somebody has just decided to say, "I'm gonna ruin the whole. I'm just gonna like throw whatever at it. I'm just gonna ruin the whole thing and see what happens." Yeah, it's oh. it's honestly, there are lovely people there. They do not deserve what's happened to them. It's 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 deeply unfortunate. It it sounds unfortunate. Good lord, Jesse. Before we finish the podcast and before we wrap up, and I may be doing this prematurely because we've got a bit more time on the clock, but I know that you're going to be talking about this stuff. I found you out. I put out my feelers everywhere. I've got eyes everywhere. I found you on Twitter under the tag. So under the, the, what do you call it? The at sign? It's a handle. Handle. The handle. 
micro flash fic. So mm-hmm. Jesse, as far as I, I'm going to try and pitch, I'm going to try and pitch your Twitter account. Okay. That, are you comfortable with that? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Have you ever, this is to the listener I'm saying, have you ever wanted to read a book, but you just don't have the attention span? You're in luck. Jesse writes entire stories in tweets. And he does this three times a day. You get three stories a day, completely free, on Twitter. That is that is the premise. You've done a great job. Yeah. Come on. And, wow. and not only that, you got published too. <laughs> no, I I published myself. I uh, n- I went to a lot of um, literary editors uh, and agents and showed them my work, and they said this is wonderful. No one will ever buy this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got some of the nicest rejection letters you can possibly imagine. One person mm. said, please tell me if you end up publishing this yourself so I can buy a crate of them. Uh, oh. uh, because, and, and honestly, they're absolutely right. Because uh, the book, which is called The Tyranny of Sand and Other Tiny Stories, contains 280 stories that are completely unrelated and cover every possible genre and a wide range of tones. Some of them are incredibly funny. Some of them are incredibly sad. Some of them are scary. And pitching that to somebody is so difficult. Hi, would you like to read a book that's about everything? And you're going to hate 10% of it, and you won't know which part. The other 90% will be your favorite thing ever, but no one likes all 280 of them. Mm. Uh, that's that's impossible. And Not even you? Uh, uh I have a really complicated relationship with my my work. I, I, I kind of I think of them as orphans that I've cast off on the side of the road. Once I'm done writing about it, I, I don't want to <laughs> think about it anymore. There there are ones in there that I like, but there are there are a lot a lot of stories where I, I can only see the flaws in them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's fairly typical uh, mm-hmm. for writers. We're we're uh, a fairly self-critical bunch. Um, but no, it was it was really hard to pitch this to people. And eventually, I just said, you know, I'm going to do this myself. Mm-hmm. And I've read. Um, if anyone's thinking about self-publishing a book, I, I can uh, at least give you a, a starting point. Uh, it's a book called Ape, author, publisher, entrepreneur by a guy named Guy Kawasaki, mm-hmm. who used to work at Apple. And it's a pretty exhaustive guide to how to actually take an idea and make it into a book that people can buy. Right. And um, that was that was an incredibly useful guide for me. But, but you did it, and, and the book is now on Amazon. It is. So, anyone listening, if you like, if this, if you're listening to this and you think to yourself, "Well, two, I, I have time to read 280 tiny, tiny stories." Is that is that okay yeah. for me to say tiny yeah. stories? You know, if- yeah, the whole thing uh, would take about three hours to read, maybe maybe a little less. Mm. Um, yeah, I I did a reading uh, on Twitter uh, the other day where I read about a third of the book, and it took like 45 minutes. But you know, in in this in this age where maybe you want to meditate, you want to st- you want to digest the story for just over your lunch break or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. this is perfect. Couldn't tell you, I'm not you, but I definitely <laughs> wanted to shout that out because um, oh, when they come across my timeline, I you know I read them. I, I I honestly, I'm amazed that you keep this up. I'm amazed that you can keep the taps running. If you get what I'm saying, like yeah, 
Uh, how? <laughs> how? Yeah, sure. Creativity is a muscle, like right. anything else. And uh, there are a number of things that I do every single day of my life. I'm a creature of habit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, I meditate every single day. Uh, I take a, pit, a photo of my daughter every single day. And I write three of these stories every single day. And I've been doing that since July 11th of 2017. And the weight of that, uh, of not wanting to break that chain, is what pushes me forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I write when I'm sick. I write when I'm on vacation. I write when I'm having a good day or a bad day. It doesn't matter. I have to keep that chain alive. And that's that's powerful stuff. Uh, if you want, if, if you're somebody that wants to be a writer and you say to yourself, I don't have time, make a commitment to yourself. Even mm. if it's, you know, just I'm going to write three, you know, tweets worth of, of fiction a day and do it. And by the time you've done that for two weeks, if you can do it every day for two weeks, that momentum will carry you for however long you want to keep doing it. There you go, guys. What are you waiting for? All the listeners out there who uh, maybe a little bit too scared to start. Just once you go, don't stop, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. The other piece of advice I would give people is that think about this in geology terms, okay? There are diamonds in the, you know, the sort of the recesses of your mind, but you are going to have to dig through, oh, uh, you know, we'll say, I don't know, a kilometer of garbage in order to get to it. Mm. Uh, I did this, again, every single day for about six months before I wrote anything I was happy with. Um, and I was doing this in public, uh, you know, so I, I had to just sort of live with the fact that I was producing things that, like, I was not, I was not happy with. And I think that's true of everybody. You have to write your way through the garbage in order to get to the diamonds. I think that goes for a lot of, lot of creative things, you know, yeah. especially with, you know, with, with art, your, your art will suck. And, well, you know, it's like music yeah, as well. Absolutely. It's going to suck. Yeah. I think we're going to have to wrap this up because that's our time. But Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. One thing I like to, I like to ask people who come on is if they want to, to promote anything but i think we just talked about a bunch there unless yep. you want to talk about a, a particular cause or an organization or perhaps somebody that you know of that needs a shout out or i don't know anything that you can uh, think of really sure if you're gonna follow one fiction on twitter account make it micro flash fic if you're gonna follow two i'll shout out a, a smaller one it's a an account called at Tower 727 they don't have nearly as many followers as they should and they're brilliant there we go guys tower 727 okay jesse thank you so much for coming on yeah absolutely that was fun welcome back to a podcast with strangers i want to say a big thank you to both our guests the white shadow and also jesse from micro flash fiction um go check out whatever they recommended i can't off the top of my head remember what they suggested <laughs> i'm sure it was i'm sure it was really good i'm sure it wasn't like some white nationalist thing so go uh go check it out and also look up jesse's book and and, and also a big thank you to you dear listener for tuning in for seven fantastic beautiful episodes um, I think we've, we've we've done something fantastic here, and, and your support means the world to us. Um, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. If you're listening on Spotify, congratulations, well done. That's where I'm listening to it too. But if you're listening to it on iTunes, please may you go and rate us 
whatever you feel is appropriate. We would like to have five stars. If you think we're one star, that's fine. I eat it. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, rate and review, as we like to say. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can. Uh, you're allowed. I'm going to give you permission. Uh, it's at Strangers PDCST. And if you'd like to be on the show, you are also more than welcome to talk about anything you like within reason. Uh, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. Please get in touch. And we'd, we'd love to have you. Ain't that right, Dallas? Yeah, we will take anyone at this point. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Doors are wide open. <laughs> and remember, we don't vet anyone. Yeah. So, you we know. don't do background checks. <laughs> if you've done a crime, we don't care. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's going to come back and kick me in the ass. Okay. Join us next week. We have a special extended episode. So much like our third episode, uh, our podcast with Strange, where we talk to Gavin Strange from Argument. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Next week, we have an extended, an extended episode with only one guest. And it is, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's so wild. It's George Clooney. It's not George Clooney. Um, <laughs> George Clooney's cousin. Don't look into it. Uh, it's a stupid person. Let's put it that way. It's a stupid person. So I hope you tune in. I hope you have fun with it. And uh, we'll be we'll be halfway through next week. Yeah. Yeah. At least with season one. With season one, we'll be halfway through. It's weird. It's and, halfway point. Yeah. It's like the uh, I don't know. It's like in a race, like a marathon. This is when you would get water. Yes. So, uh, I guess we'll go grab some water or something. Yeah. And then uh, and then I have to, then we're going to take a break. And we're going to have to go find some more people. But you'll be here, right, listener? Right? And you'll be here next week. So we'll catch you then. Dallas, any final words? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. No, no words. Short and sweet. All right. See you next week, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. The word for this week is... A. The word for this week is A. That's that medium.